0: It's I on real estate on AM. 970, the answer.
2: In
3: our house. In house. In You're listening my to Iron house. Real Estate, and this is one of those crazy days that we have so much information that's brand new that we're trying to squeeze a lot of it into two hours. And you know, when I first started doing the show, I'm like, two hours? How do you expect me to speak for two hours? And I can speak well. Like I said, it goes very quickly, and there's a lot. So I want to, you know, I pushed, uh, Jerry Minsky. He's going to talk about Brooklyn to a little bit later because I want Ace to finish up his topic on and, and go a little slow. And again, we will do this a number of times because it's very hard to digest that all in one, one, one day. We've given you a lot of information. Steve's given you some new stuff. Um, so we will do that and we will post it. Uh, and you can always listen to this show again. It, but Ace, you want to continue and, or
4: go through that one more time? Definitely, Dottie. And, and just, just to add, you know, two hours is not enough, Dottie. You're a subject matter expert in a <laughs> lot of different areas. So um, it, it'll go by quick, Dottie. Don't worry about it. So I've I've actually, you know, during the break, I've simplified it to four bullet points. It's called Fannie Mae Refine Now, right? So for, for our listeners, write that down. It started on June 5th, but most financial institutions are starting to inherit it now. So just working with the agencies and working on the qualifications. So here's the four bullet points that everybody needs to to maybe write down or jot down. Okay, so you have to check with your bank if your loan is a Fannie Mae owned mortgage and it's and it has to be your principal residence. And it's a a one unit. Right. So one family uh, will qualify. Second current income should be at or below 80% of the area median income that you can check uh, with the bank to see if your income qualifies to be 80% or less, no missed payments. So the third bullet point is no mispayments um, on the current mortgage loan in the past six months, and no more than one mispayment in the past 12 months. So if it's 12 months, you can have at least one missed payment. If it's within six months, and no missed payments, and the last bullet point, uh, which is very important, is you have to have a mortgage with a loan-to-value ratio up to ninety-seven percent. What does that mean? It means that you would have had to at least put down three percent, or have appreciation values more than three um, percent of your of your home value. DTI, which is debt-to-income of sixty-five percent, most of the banks are qualifying folks at forty percent. So, hundred percent of folks would qualify. That's listening. And a minimum credit credit score of 620. So very simple, four bullet points. One unit, principal residence. Second, current income needs to be at or below 80% of the area median income. Third, can't have a missed payment um, within, the, within the last six months. Or one missed payment in the last 12 months. And fourth, last but not least, you have to have a credit score of 620, 620 and above. And you have to have at least three percent equity in your home. So pretty simple. And what are the benefits that you will get? At least fifty dollars to two hundred dollars off of your mortgage payment, or half a percent off of your rate, whichever is higher. Right. So, and no closing cost comes with this with this program. So it's a great program to take advantage of. If you don't know where to go, call us. Leave your name. Leave your number, and we'll direct you to the right place so amazing amazing news that is amazing but you
3: also oh and you're gonna send that to me so we can post it on Ion real estate but you also have a site that people can go on that's strictly finance and ace you want to give them your site so they of
4: course yeah you can everyone can just type in citizensbank.com and you can go into the mortgage section, and it'll have all of the information that I just mentioned. Or if you want, you can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com, and I will be more than happy to walk you through um, not only this, but anything else that you may have in terms of questions or concerns in regards to your mortgage.
3: Right. So if you if you didn't get it all or you want to go through it again because it's a lot to absorb, um, but it's a wonderful program, and if you can qualify for it, You'd be crazy if you don't. Um, you can go to citizensbank.com, yep. and we'll also post it on Ion Real Estate. Um, so, Ace, and interest rates, what do you see with interest rates?
4: Uh so if I look into my crystal ball, Dottie, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it'll be still less than three percent, two point eight seven five. I know we always joke around. We ha- we don't have a crystal ball, but myself and Dottie, we've been, and even Steven, we've been talking about rising rate, uh, rising rates per probably the last seven to eight years. Eventually, we're gonna get it right, but right now, um, it's the perfect time to take advantage of low rates. I don't foresee rates going up within the next, I would say, eight months. Although. There are indication and signs that the Federal Reserve will increase rates uh, the minute that they see the economy recovering, which we are seeing less um, unemployment uh, numbers start to improve, um, you know, quarter after quarter. Again, that could be a little bit skewed depending on who is participating in this in the survey. But look, the, the, the best thing that I can, the best advice that I can really, really um, have our listeners Heed is if you are in the market to buy, this couldn 't be the perfect time, although there are bidding wars out there in s- suburban markets, but because rates are so low, it 'll compensate for high home, higher home prices and i've done this exercise too, Dotty, where a lot of listeners will ask me, ace, well, if I wait to buy and the price goes down by fifty thousand or a hundred thousand but rates go up by half percent. What does that mean for my monthly well, payment, right? Question. And, I, you know, this is a lot of people ask that because, there, you know, some people are on the sidelines. They're like, look, I can wait till, till maybe next year, Ace. And if it goes down by 50,000, you know, won't I won't I benefit from it? And not necessarily if rates go up, right? Because if rates go up by at least half percent, that's a big monthly payment change, even if you're saving $50,000. So we've done a lot of exercises, which I won't, go um go over on this call, but you know, if rates let's say prices come down by fifty thousand and rates go up by half a percent, you're actually paying more by waiting for the price to go down by fifty thousand dollars. And maybe one of these shows we can we can kind of go over the economics on that. But that it's something great. to think about, right? When you're thinking about waiting. You know, Dottie. So just wanted to kind of put it out there yeah. for for our listeners as well. There's a lot to, to- yeah, compare. I'd love you to
3: talk about that on another show because it really is, you know, a dilemma. And like I said, when I bought my house, my first house, I think the rates were probably like 17% or 15% or yeah. something like that. And I bought it. I bought it. I took an arm and I adjustable rate mortgage and I waited till the rates went down again and then I refinanced. And by the way, I made money on my first house with those kind of rates, okay, because there's, if you understand financing and how to do things, there's never a perfect time to buy, okay, you know, there's always something, uh, but if I had to guess, if you're in the housing market and you want to buy, I don't think prices are going to drop in the next year or two, uh, during the next course of the couple of weeks, we'll examine all the different things, like where people say, "Oh." We're going to have a We're going to have a boom. We're not going to have a boom. We're going to go. We're going to go down. Prices can't stay. The market's too overheated. There's a lot of opinions, but let me say this, get into that house, get into that house, start somewhere. Even if you have to buy something less than you wanted to. Okay. Don't keep on waiting. You are just throwing your money away when you rent. That is my true opinion. Okay. With that, I want to see, is Jerry on the phone, or is he, oh, is, he is Jerry on the line?
2: I'm here now. I'm here I'm now. Jerry,
3: I'm sorry we had just such a busy, 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 busy morning, and there was so much new news. Oh, that. New. Okay, but I want to first tell you a little about Jerry, okay? Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, Jerry's been in the business. I don't want to, he's, he looks too young to be... At least three decades and more, he's the person that I will I go to any time I need to find anything about Brooklyn. There is no one more knowledgeable than him. He has worked with buyers, sellers, investors, developers across the borough. He's one of the biggest producers in Brooklyn, and has has earned accolades and awards, and is often sought out by the media. Because he's an expert, and as I said at the beginning of the show, when he starts to talk about Brooklyn, you will hear it in his voice, his love for Brooklyn. Okay? <laughs> so, Jerry, we've talked a lot about Manhattan yes. the last shows, and we've kind of just touched on Brooklyn. And I want to have you back a couple of times because we're not going to get it all done today. But I, but I would like you to start to just give Thank us you. an overview of brooklyn and what's going on there and the differences between what's going on in maybe manhattan and brooklyn
2: first of all thank you all for having me i really appreciate the opportunity um as we spoke recently in a private conversation Dottie, as always brooklyn has always been the borough that keeps giving back to me um i have lived here all my life and a lot of memories, a lot of changes like anywhere else. Those changes are even I recall in Manhattan. But the reason Brooklyn keeps giving back to me, it was always very understated or undefined. Our history is such that that happened in the 19th century when the Brooklyn Bridge got built. We were the city of Brooklyn and now we're the borough of Brooklyn. But from a real estate and an architectural point of view, by virtue of the neglect, At the time, when everyone started moving over the bridge, that became our best asset. We have literally an architectural museum, and it spans much greater historic sections that are all landmark, or most of them, than the village, the Upper West Side, Harlem. Those are all beautiful, beautiful areas. Um, But many, many people have discovered Brooklyn. And during 9-11, much to my surprise, that was when an enormous migration occurred. And to sum it up from your initial question, the COVID circumstance, again, unexpectedly, gave us another enormous boom. But this time, it wasn't people leaving lower Manhattan. It's global. And I'm seeing it, and my business partner, Jason, of seeing it on a level that I have not seen precedented since, since the booming years of 2004, five, six.
3: Yeah. And one of the things that I love about Brooklyn, because when I started with Douglas Elliman, a week later, they had me in a car threw me, got open more offices in Brooklyn. <laughs> and I had come from parents who were born in Brooklyn. And of course they, it was not good. Then they all moved out to the suburbs so i had not really been back to brooklyn for a while this is going back about 15 years ago and i went back and it was just wonderful and the neighborhoods and the stores and um it was almost to me and you know this is just my opinion it almost was like the city was years ago when they were like you know little villages and uh, and little stores and there's a sense of real community um uh, schools are great parks are be- beautiful there's every restaurant in the world so it became a place that people said you know at first they were leaving Manhattan because the prices also prices were, too, were high so when people couldn't afford them and they, li- they had to work in Manhattan they said well we'll go to Brooklyn but then over time it became a choice and people decided oh I'd like to live in Brooklyn first that is my choice so wh-
2: right
3: so what's going on price-wise how's the market you know what's the market doing there I I, I you know the city's busy um, prices are down probably the only place in the country I don't know for how long I think they're so they're starting to really rise but I brought in a younger buyer uh, what's happening with prices and, and 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 the market in Brooklyn
2: well What's happening is literally during most of 2021, all of 2021, and a decent portion of the end of 2020, prices are definitely rising because supply has really dwindled. It sounds like a record that I made (laughs) years ago earlier in my career, because honestly, I, I never really experienced a down market in Brooklyn. But as far as volume, we have... Like I said earlier, we have a much more exponential migration here in Brooklyn because we're a brand. So when people like young professionals on social media, people who are now clearly working remote and might remain doing that, some won't, but, you know, they might check into their New York City offices, but they don't have to anymore. There's a demographic between the ages of 30 to 40, and a number of things I'm seeing from a more general level that is impacting our prices and they are definitely growing. It's not uncommon to sell a whole brownstone, priced right, of course, in a weekend, in a weekend. Yeah. Uh, my business partner, Jason, and I have experienced that. So that demographic, 30, 40 years, I think I learned a lot of that just with working with you, Dottie, for many years, are usually the primary purchasers of people settling down, starting families. And now the incomes are dramatically rising amongst these professionals because in all fairness, with the post, I say that optimistically, post-COVID world we're moving into, they're going to change our lives. Several years back, they graduated in debt, you know, millennials. And we all are infected. Everything we're doing, this very Zoom call, everything we're doing impacted by them. So it's reflected in their pay scale. And because Brooklyn is a brand now, I mean, people love New York City. It's still very exciting. You, you know, it's a different experience than Brooklyn. But we're a brand. I see people wearing Brooklyn t-shirts in Europe. So they simply want to come here and they're putting the money in here. They're demographically the top rank of buyers who are not um, empty nesters like me or people moving on they're moving into the position that I was when I was at Brownston.
3: So millennials, millennials, yes, and
2: um, well, yeah, I hope I'm defining millennials because I work with so many young people as you do in our wonderful business and it keeps us so young we don't even know, but I'm saying between people between the ages of their 30s, And in their early 40s, early to mid 40s, um, they represent an enormous piece of the real estate pie.
3: And let me say this. And they
2: pay the most.
3: Unfortunately, we can't go back in time where I would become a millennial and go back and reverse my age. However. Oh,
2: yeah. When the
3: boomers were (coughs) in power for the longest time. And if we go back, the boomers were like, we're not retiring. We're staying in the market. We're not getting out. We're staying way longer than the parents of the boomers. I guess that's World War II, that generation. They retired at 65. The boomers right. like, no, we're working forever. We're, we're gonna buy, we're not gonna downsize when we turn 65. We'll probably buy the best house we ever had. And we want that so we can fit all our kids and this and that, or we'll buy a second house. So the boomers really defined the market. However, now the majority of, of, of home buyers across the United States of America are millennials and the generation after that. Right. uh, Because the boomers are getting older, unfortunately, and it's not that they're not buying, uh, but they're not buying in the same way. So that's the largest group of people that we have. And as you said, which is really an important Mm -hmm. point, they stayed at home longer because when they got out of school, there were no jobs, okay? (laughs) Um, We were in, I think, And we boomers
5: kept those jobs.
3: Okay. the boomers kept them. They said, sorry, guys, too bad. Stay in your mom's house for another 10 years. They live with their moms. They they postpone getting married to later. They postponed having children to later so that they were able to save up money. Uh, And basically, they've got it. So it's a great area. They they represent
2: a big portion.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm very
2: proud of them. I'm proud of them because...
3: We're coming up to a break, but Jerry, would you be able mm-hmm. to join us next week at the same time so that we could finish this up? I'm trying to get a lot through this week. Would you... Would I... Yeah, I'm it's a big, it's a big to say,
2: topic, and I'm on, I'd be honored.
3: I, and I, let me say this. He is such a pro, and I am blessed to also say he's a friend a really great friend, and there's no one who knows more, and it's too much to do in 15 minutes. So Jerry will continue, and in the interim, send us all your questions about Brooklyn, and this way he can answer them Tell me why
6: Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son, founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal,
5: Hey, it's Joe Piscopo telling you about Connors & Sullivan. You need a will, you need a trust, you need power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, or estate plan. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? But you know what? You got to go to connorsandsullivan.com or you can call Mike Connors at 718 238 or you can attend a Connors & Sullivan free seminar and have all your questions answered by Mr. Connors himself. Tuesday, July 27th at Buckley's Avenue S in Marine Park, Brooklyn. 11 a.m. 3 p.m. 7 p.m. Wednesday, July 28th, Connolly's in Maspeth. 11 a.m. 3 p.m. 7 p.m. Thursday, July 29th at the Bay Ridge Manor. That's 11, 3, and 7 p.m. Friday, July 30th at the Adria Hotel in Bayside. 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mike Connors always says the Biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Please call 718 238 6500, attend these seminars, or go to Connors at Sullivan.com.
0: It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Is Douglas Elements CEO Dottie
5: Herman?
3: We're back and, um, Boy, we're just lucky to have Jerry Minsky on the show talking about Brooklyn, and he's agreed to come back next week. And what I'd like you to do next week, besides for whatever you you want to talk about, Brooklyn has so many different areas. I mean, there's just so many distinct areas in Brooklyn uh, that for someone who doesn't know Brooklyn and wants to explore it, and decide where the best place for them to live is um i would love to talk about how to navigate through brooklyn um and some of some of the like you know some of the the, there's no bad area it's they're just different and you know the different like Carroll garden the different parts of brooklyn and again new york city is fairly easy there's The east side, there's the west side, there's downtown, there's midtown. I mean, it gets, it's pretty simple. I think Brooklyn is a lot bigger than that, and it it has a lot of diverse areas. I wonder if you could talk about that, um, and a little about how people who want to get into the market, uh, how do they start, and the best way to go about navigating that. If you would do that, I would
2: be thrilled. So... This is a Jerry question.
3: Well, no, I would like you to do that next week because we, we've run out of time today. So that's kind oh. of a,
2: like to come back next week. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that on my list. Yes. That's
3: okay. And then anything that's you very important. Add, I we haven't talked sure. average sales prices, different things of that sort. Uh, and I will hopefully make sure that we have the right amount of time. Today, the show went over. Somebody had a very long question that took 25 minutes to answer. So, uh, I thank you, By and I'm means. thrilled that you'll be back, and i love to see your face. And you, 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 I'd like you to really come on and be our expert for Brooklyn.
2: Well, I appreciate and- it, and it's always a pleasure because, like you said, we're friends before we're colleagues, and that, to me, is great because when you work with friends, you only do better.
3: Thank you, Jerry. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be with each other. We'll speak next week. So Jerry, we we'll be back. I'm looking forward
2: we'll be- to it. Thank and, you and for you- having.
3: Yes, and then anybody who has any questions, please send them. I do know I do have 150 at least, dear Dottie, questions I didn't get to, but anything I'm working on, I'll make sure to sort out and make sure Jerry answers them. So thank you, Jerry, and have a great. Thank week. you for having me. Okay, so now we're my gonna pleasure. Get back- Same to you. Thank you. So, we've been doing the show. I said that we talk about inflation. I think before that, Stephen had a few other changes that are very current and very new. Um, so, Stephen, do you want to go through those other changes that are new that people Absol- should know about?
7: A- absolutely. Thanks, Doddy. So, in addition to those co-op changes, last month, um, New York State unveiled a new power of attorney form. Um, and there are some critical changes. The first, though, and most important thing is if you have a duly signed and notarized power of attorney, the older form that predates the law change, you're fine. Meaning, if you had a power of attorney that was good before the change date, you can continue to use that form. So it's not like you have to run out and change it or it's somehow invalid. What are some of the key changes? number one under the old rule the form had to be perfect if it didn't match it wouldn't be valid the new rule allows a little bit more leniency in case there is some changes and so forth so it's very helpful that way the second one as a fraud prevention there now needs to be two witnesses um separate from the notarization now The law does permit one of the witnesses to be the notary public who notarized the document. So you only need a notary plus one other person. That other person that's there cannot be the agent under the power of attorney or benefit from it. So what does this all mean? Basically what it means is we have a new form. It has some more flexibility in there. You have to bring in a second person as a witness. Um, and this is really to protect people giving out this power of attorney um, and, you know, so from fraud and the like. Now, this is also important if, let's say, you live out of state and you want to do a New York state real estate transaction, even though you can go to a notary, let's say, in California, if you're out there, you still have to use the New York form. So if you're going before that notary public in California and they say, oh, in California, You don't need the witnesses. It's fine. I just have to notarize it. It's not how it works. New York will respect the out-of-state notary, but you still need to complete those witnesses blocks. So obviously when you're using a power of attorney, always consult with an attorney because you're giving somebody an authority to take action in your place. Um, But it's really important that people know because it's a great tool for real estate transactions and estate planning.
3: Stephen, while you're on that, I have a question that I think everyone should would want them to hear when somebody picks a, a power of attorney for themselves? Is there you know I, I don't know that uh, you know you know maybe they give it to their oldest son uh, or maybe uh, and that causes a problem. Is there you know would you have any rule of thumb on like how important that is and what rights the power of attorney does have and is there you know some recommendations that you would have on how someone should pick the power somebody who's going to be their power of attorney
7: great question and and this is absolutely critical because once you give that power to somebody you are allowed to revoke it but if you give what's typically given what's called a durable power of attorney there's two types a springing and a durable a springing goes into effect when an event happens A durable means once you give it and they have that form, they can take those actions. Um, You know, once you give that to them, until you revoke it, they have that authority on the issues you give them. Now, when you look at the power of attorney form, there's an alphabetical list, and you can limit the powers. You can say, just for real estate, just for insurance, or just for tax, or just for financial, or gifting. So you have a man, you don't have to give them every possible power under the sun, But you got to be very, very careful. And so, you know, I suggest, though, is keeping that original in a safe place. Be very careful who has a copy, because what happens is when the agent uses the power of attorney on the giver's behalf, they do have to sign an affidavit that it's still in full force and not been revoked. But it's not like there's a central registry where they say, oh, here's where anybody can check that the power of attorney hasn't been revoked. Now, the other thing that's also very interesting is a lot of financial institutions require the giver to sign their own form power of attorney in a bank branch, and this is really for fraud protection. But what's happened is that under the new form – and this is very, very interesting – there can be potential liability if someone does not accept a uh, a duly executed notarized power of attorney. So there's a whole – I don't want to get too into it, but there's a whole procedure that if somebody doesn't like it, they can reject it, but they've got to give a reason within a certain number of days. Under the old rule, they could say, we don't care that you have it. We're nervous about it. Whatever reason, we won't, we won't respect it. So it's a lot of interesting changes, but be very careful because, again, when you sign a power of attorney, you're saying to the world that that person that I, that I appoint can act in my place with that discretion so it's a great tool but be careful with it
3: and and before we go on to talk about inflation i just want to add because we'll do some shows on this which we've done in the past where you know somebody has three children and they give the power of attorney to one and then the others are mad because they don't like that they don't they they don't like the what that person is doing and so when you do think about power attorney, and we'll be talking about that, we'll be talking about when you leave property to more than one child, all the pluses, but all the negatives to that, um, you should, I, I always believe that you should tell all people involved that might be affected by that, that by the way, I am giving your, my, you, you know, your, my, your brother, who is my oldest son, the power of attorney, so that you should know this all ahead of time, or I'm giving it to uh, my uh, my 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 financial advisor, whatever. I just think that it's real important to inform people about that ahead of time because sometimes it causes a lot of riffs that someone's mad that they didn't get it. And
7: and as and Steve said, Steve you know, Daddy, said, great point. If I can you? just shoot, if I can just make one. One additional point, and you make a great point. If you you can under the power of attorney have multiple agents. So, if let's say a parent has three kids, you can select one, two, or three, and you can design the power of attorney where each one could act separately, or all three have to act together. So, the power of attorney does allow that flexibility. But you know, my warning is if you do say that all three have to act together, they not only have to be in agreement. But they could be all over a place, right? If you have a parent that lives in New York, you could have one kid in New York, one in Miami, one in LA. Makes it a little bit logistically tough, but you can do it if you so choose to. Yeah. Uh, So it's a great point. I would like to, on a
3: future show, explore the pluses and minuses of that because when too many people have their hands in the pie, then you'll get, you know, usually you can get a lot of disagreements, and that's another whole thing. But we're going to talk about that on a future show on leaving property. Uh, so, you know, when, you know, I've had callers call in and their parents did the, left their thing, their estate to their children. And their children are all fighting who wants to stay in the house, one wants to leave, one wants to sell it. And I'd say these parents are probably rolling in their graves. This is the last thing they wanted to happen. So that'll be another show. We have a break and we're going to. Do the remainder of the show on inflation. An inflation storm is coming to the U.S. housing market. And we're going to talk a little about that and how that affects you and real estate and prices. So you won't want to miss that.
5: You know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for you two for one low price a two for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 use the promo code am970 or go to mypillow.com make sure you use the promo code am970 giza sheets two for one low price plus free shipping 800-651-0798 promo code am970
8: dear cancer if you think you're going to put my life on hold think again i did my homework and i found a cancer treatment option that requires no surgery minimal downtime and virtually no side effects it's called proton therapy at procure proton therapy center proton therapy targets cancer tumors more precisely than traditional radiation therapy with less radiation to nearby healthy tissues And thanks to Procure, I don't have to travel far for treatment. Located in Somerset, Procure is New Jersey's most experienced proton therapy center, offering the most advanced form of radiation with the most precise technology. That's right, cancer. I still have the choice and energy to go on that hike with friends or spend a Saturday afternoon with my grandkids. I chose proton therapy at Procure, and now my hope has been restored. I'm living my best life. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, visit Procure.com or call 855-3-PROTON today.
5: The Tunnel to Towers Foundation, as you know, has been supporting our nation's heroes and their families since 9-11. And to mark 20 years this year, the foundation is giving 120 mortgage-free homes to Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. To honor America's fallen heroes, the foundation's chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, is walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and on to Ground Zero. His more than 500-mile journey through six states in 42 days begins August 1st and fittingly finishes on 9-11 at Ground Zero. It's a moving tribute. The Foundation is bringing back Towers of Light to the memorials at the Pentagon and in Shanksville in September. Help America to never forget America's greatest heroes. Do good, please, in their honor. Please help out. It's only $11 a month. It goes to T2T.org. It's just like that. T, the number two, and then T.org. So proud to tell you about the Tunnel to Towers
0: it's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866 970 9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO Dottie Herman. We're
3: back and we're We have callers on the line. I'm going to get to you in a few minutes. I want to at least start a little about inflation. Um, I read an article. It says an inflation storm is coming for the U.S. housing market. And what does that mean? Okay. And um, the shifts in housing preferences and needs caused by the COVID-19 pandemic has complicated our ability to gauge the effect of inflation in the housing market okay Uh, many wealthy americans many of whom suddenly found themselves able to work remotely chose to move away from major cities into larger and cheaper homes in the suburbs and often saving money in the process as a result rental rates declined in pricier neighborhoods um a lot of the effects of of covid 19 of 19 are beginning to dissipate and um we're looking at a period where we're projecting inflation and inflation is really where the cost of things go go up Um, we've had a shortage of homes as you know and that's pretty much all across the country with the population growth and we have the Millennials and 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 who are at buying age or having families, so And they believe in home ownership so they're buying and the solution to address runaway inflation in housing will be to build more homes something that's easier said than done because the harder it is to get things the more things go up so some of the challenges that we are going to face on the supply side of the residential construction industry are going to persist well into 2022 Those challenges run from the high cost of lumber to the lack of skilled workers, which we talked about before a little bit, to complete construction projects. Uh, Zoning regulations across the country prevent the construction of more dense housing in many cities, effectively driving up prices and home prices and driving up rents. Finally, new home construction alone won't make matters easier for all Americans because of the high cost. It's easier for builders to construct more expensive homes, even though the demands and competition is strong for entry levels. So how do you fight off inflation? I I don't, I don't know. I'm Steve and Ace. I don't, I'm not sure that you could, um, I think that we are in a good market in the sense that what keeps us grounded is the low interest rates that we have. I, I would be surprised to see that we didn't have a lot more inflation if the interest rates go higher. Is, what are your thoughts, uh, Ace?
7: Well, I think I think there's a few things that we want to take a look at for the warning signs. There, there's sort of the obvious ones that you see in the media where is the Federal Reserve increasing the Fed funds rate? Is the U.S. government, this thing called the Federal Open Markets Committee, are they buying or selling treasuries? And then you have to look at some other side of it. That, that's more the monetary side. Then you got to see, are we spending more and more? Are we taxing more and more? That's what we're going to see on the fiscal side. But then there's another thing I want to get into is the psychology. How are people viewing? Because what happens is how they view the situation inflation tends to be something of a self-fulfilling prophecy and if you start seeing people overbuy in the short term because they believe that prices will go up next quarter that's one of the signals where one is going to see if if inflation is coming or not so that that's really another school of thought that's out there we're not fully seeing anything like that yet and we need to be very careful when we talk about inflation are they dislocation costs because of COVID or because there is something else going on? I personally believe it's both. I think we're seeing more results of inflation at the moment because of COVID dislocation. Right? We talked about how in other shows the price of timber has gone up significantly. Well, a big part of that is because loggers have been unable to go to work and transport their product and the ability to transport product from Canada across the line uh, and the border to the United States. A lot of cost and the time to order um, goods, let's say, they were coming from China. Well, there was a whole issue with how we have shipping containers and the Port of Los Angeles. And if you look at it right now, there is a tremendous backlog in being able to unload um, containers. So if you look up the stats, you'll see the the time it takes for a ship that's sitting in international waters to actually dock and unload has gone up tremendously. That, there, there was a wonderful, interesting story that I saw about the cost of bubble tea. If, if you like it, it's very popular. Um, there's a company in Taiwan that is manufacturing what you see, those um, little balls that you put in the bubble tea. And there is a shortage that's going on, and you'll see a number of tea shops and coffee shops in California. And it had nothing to do with them. It had nothing to do with consumer demand. And it had nothing to do with manufacturing. It was purely created because of the ability to process and unload containers in the port of Los Angeles. So we have to really balance all these different causes. Um, so I think a lot of what we're seeing is that in the short term, however, that being said, I think we do have a spending and tax problem. We just can't keep on spending. We can't just keep on giving money away. Um, we need to have some fiscal responsibility. Um, and and this was part of the debate that was going on in Washington. Uh, about the infrastructure bill, how focused our politicians are. And at some point, you just can't spend more money than you have coming in.
3: Yes. And, you know, I'd like to, we, we won't have time today. I know we have some callers, but I'd like to continue this conversation. Uh, it's very controversial because, look, if you're getting a lot of freebies now, you certainly want to keep them. Uh, but, you know, home prices can rise because the actual structure itself, Maybe be worth more so if you add an extension to your house um, obviously your house might be worth more so that's you know real um but it also can be rise because people see a value in home buying and what we saw a surge from the pandemic was a surge for single-family homes uh, because people were trying to escape the cities and people were trying to you know, keep the virus away so they didn't want to be in apartments. Um, But what I think has happened uh, is that's going to keep, continue. Uh, People are going to, especially with, as we spoke before, with people not being able to have to go to the office every day, I think you're going to continue to see uh, homes rise. And that's a good thing, but it causes affordability factors, which we're going to talk about and how you can, save for that or dodge that. Um, But I don't know that I think that the prices are going to surge. I think, and this is my opinion, because there's no one that has a crystal ball except for God and knows exactly what's going to happen. But my guess is that we're going to see a modest increase. I don't, I don't, I think a lot of people moved already. I think they'll continue. But I do, I think that, you know, I don't think that home prices will I think they'll rise, but I think they're going to rise like, you know, 3%, 4%. I don't see them rising like 10% next year. That's my thoughts. That's not a fact. Um, And we'll talk a little about that and and a little bit more about how inflation affects you uh, and affects everything you buy. Uh, Because with inflation, the cost of everything kind of goes up. So, I don't think that anyone really has a rap on it yet. I think that until this all shakes out and we get through all of all the programs we have and when when all of these programs run out and when when we really see where we stand, and I, I'm kind of nervous about that because I really see a lot of problems that I don't think people thought about. Um, But until then, I think we're really not going to know. I don't know what you think, Ace. I don't know. I mean, we're just giving you our opinions. And because you're going to be reading about it, uh, my opinion is just read about it. But I I think I would hold off on on making an official statement that we're definitely going to have major inflation. That's kind of my feelings on that. Um, So... We'll continue with that next week. I do want to take a quick caller because I promise we'll, Ace, if you have something just before we take the call, I'd love you to add that in because it's a question everyone's asking me.
8: Okay. No,
4: I, I think inflation is something that's real. Um, I, I think we're seeing it today with um, just everything, right? If you're looking to build a home or if you're looking to buy goods, there's just a lot of uh, people spending money. Um, the government continues to print Uh, the money as well. And that's why you're seeing alternative investments such as uh, crypto. There's been a huge wave in folks investing in crypto because they are combating that inflationary sort of issue that we talk about. And if you look at a lot of these athletes, you'll see a lot on the news that they're converting their contracts into Bitcoin and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. look, a lot to think about, a lot to to discuss. But like you said, Dottie, probably something that we want to continue yep.
3: talking about continue to
4: talk about as as i have Goodbye. a
3: caller i'm going to try to get it in if we don't get it all in we'll continue it next week see oh our caller what is your question and we'll answer it next week
7: uh okay uh my name is dave here's the deal i'm at a co-op i'm selling the co-op and the both bull- unusually very high price points all right they're asking uh, like uh, for the co-op now here's the deal my agent had a buyer prospective buyer and they were kind of shy at that point
0: they didn't we're like not going to be able high- to
3: finish this do you think you could call in next week so that we can hear the whole question full
0: well this is the second time i called on you he gave You gave me the same story
3: oh i'm sorry i apologize for that Maybe you can email me it, and I'll and I'll I'll answer it on as the first thing next week. If you want to leave your question, I'll answer it as soon as next week. I apologize. I just said this show got blocked. Okay, so, so I'm sorry. Leave the question with the
0: I on Real word. Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA.